Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hello, Chicago! The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Everybody, we are live! Are you guys grinding or are you guys having fun? We're having a little fun. And here's the controversy. Listen, we love fun, right? Spend some time with our friends Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Yes. I'd want to be nowhere else but here. Parkinson Spiegel. They're amazing. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah, but are they? I go on the score and talk with uh, Matt and Danny. Yeah, Danny Parkins, one of the old timers. Sometimes says uh, this is the show where things happen. It's a disgusting way to do talk radio. Danny and Matt. Do an excellent job. A little too much Parkinson. We can erase it from the FCC. Strange twists and turns on the Parkinson Spiegel show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. We're the show where things happen. Everybody, Ice Cube. Cube, thank you for answering our text and putting up with our ridiculousness. Anytime, anytime. Bob Odenkirk. How are you guys doing? Mark Wahlberg's here. Chicago, we love you, baby. Come on. Shane, wake up. Tanny, we got to have another little taste because Spiegs is here. Yeah. Huh? It's five o'clock somewhere. Every time I come on this show, old school great radio. Johnny B. I'm riveted to the score. It's the last bastion of talk radio. I mean, you guys are the best team in Chicago. Everybody knows that. Parkins and Spiegel, these guys are going to be incredible and amazing and uh, they started talking over my promo for them at the beginning of the show and here we go, Jim. Tony! Oh, Jim, we can start the show right now. Twist and turns indeed on the Parkins and Spiegel show. This one involves a Gabe and a Grody. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for the pair today, uh, day after Christmas. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. No Tanny, no Shane, just the Sean Sears. Shady Sears. Wah, wah. Yeah, he's in the house. (laughs) No, I I think these are the days where Sean proves that he can do both their jobs. There it is. This is a big week for you. can Can I do them? Yeah. Can I do them well? We got four hours to figure that out. Four hours and 45 minutes today. Mm-hmm. Who else is back there? What's going on? Anybody we got else? Working? Leo Stodaher okay, back Leo here. Stoddard, He's grabbing Ray. some of your Bears audio center. Okay. Hey, oh. Ray's running about. Yeah. Ray's a busy guy, man. He's going to be doing your uh, your stuff later, right? Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Ray we'll sticking around? The, the daily school. I don't know. He doesn't have to. I mean, a lot of Did times. Did you make he does. him stick around for four I don't, hours? I never make him stick around. But Ray, he, did, you tell him he couldn't go, did you tell him he couldn't go no, home today? No, I never did that. I never do that. Yeah, I heard he was locking him in the update studio. doing a Margarita here. This is great. That is strong. Did you say he couldn't I never said that. Man. Did you take his key card and his uh, keys no, and say? So you're going to the Super that. Bowl, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> KMA. 
KMA. Yes. Would I will. you drop it, please? Yes. By the yes, I should make that announcement official right now. January seventeenth will be the Grobber tribute show. I will be doing the overnight from midnight to five, and we'll talk about Grobber. And Sh- Sean Shady Sears has been tapped to produce the show yet. I don't know. Oh if hell he, yeah! I don't know if he's actually accepted as of yet. I don't he think might. he has choice like you do. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, correct on both parts. <laughs> <laughs> they say, hey, girl, can you work? And then they say, Sean, yeah. hey, so you're working. I get an email, Sean, here's your shift. <laughs> here's your schedule for the week. We're going to need you to go oh, ahead and man. be here for the overnight. It's going to be a long couple of days. Oh, yeah, baby. But three days. Three days. No Spiegel, no Parkins. Nope, nope. You just What's Gabe- going on here? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get Gabe and Grody for three days straight. That's going to be fun stuff. They don't want to work. They don't, that's, they don't. That's fine. And then, you know, here's why. It's because uh, do Parkinson's people go to 645 ever? I don't think so. No, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. We so, go to 645. That's where you guys today, come in, we? usually. We're going to 645. <laughs> yeah, see, they're smart enough to probably have that eliminated from their contracts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was them, I would. No, we do we do four hours of radio every day. Not not four hours and ten minutes, not four hours and forty-five <laughs> yeah. minutes. But oh, you yeah. two guys Parkins is Parkins is like, don't you play my podcast on Saturdays? Yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an extra hour for that's you enough. Guys. That's yeah, enough. Uh, but no, they will not be here. We'll be hanging out uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Today and Thursday, we get to hang out till six forty-five, leading you into Bulls basketball. I'm, at least they just didn't leave me there by myself. That would have sucked. Like these three day, next three days, the six to six forty-five part. Oh right, right. Oh, then, yeah. I, I, then I really would have threw the race card around. <laughs> like no, 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 you're not leaving. Grody, Mark Grody, better stay your ass in this room. Why does the white the boy Grody get to go home? What's up with that, Sean? Where are you yeah. going? What's going on? I got to do both. Absolutely. Uh, but we do have a lot to talk about, guys. And Groats, you and I haven't had the opportunity to talk Bears football. Uh, Bears, the Bears Bears against the against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray certainly didn't look as good as any of us remembered. Bears defense continued to look lights out, which is great. Um, and the offense was all right, in my mind. Uh, what, were, what were some of your key takeaways from this Bears game on Sunday? I, I think my biggest takeaway is that it looked like when they got out, they, they were doing exactly what you're supposed to do against a really bad, disinterested Arizona team, and they get out to a 21 nothing lead, and that felt really good. It did, and I, I was taking into account the fact that of course, this is a terrible team, but that's what you're supposed to do. This is a day in, uh, on which it, if Justin Fields wants to rack up 300, 400 yards, that would be the day. And it felt like that, like they could do anything that they wanted. And in my brain, I was thinking, all right, this is they're, – they're not going to let the, the foot off the proverbial gas pedal in this game. And the defense is going to hold because they're so much better than anything that Arizona has going on offense. And then inexplicably – here we go again with those lulls in the second and third quarters, and I just don't get it. There's this thing that goes on with the Bears team collectively. I'm not blaming Justin Fields you know, as, as the only person in all of this. He's certainly part of it, but it is inexplicable as to where they go and just allow teams to come on back in the game. It's really frightening and really one of the worst parts about the Bears team. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the very beginning, right, you got the first drive, which kind of just left a sour taste in your mouth. You weren't sure what the result of the game was going to be after that first little four-play, 22-yard drive the Bears went on. Then the three straight touchdowns after playing some good defense. The cool thing about the, the drives, 74 yards, 90 yards, 54 yards. They weren't just, you know, 
hey, punch it in from 30 yards out. These were sustained, well-planned drives that resulted in points on the board. It was just unfortunate that the Bears couldn't put another tutty on the board somewhat like you were saying as they continue to put the pressure on the Arizona Cardinals. They couldn't do it. And then in the second half, there were just some weird moments, right? Like even after after Arizona scored a touchdown to cut it to eight and then they didn't kick the extra point, wasn't that weird? That they did, that they went for two on that yeah, play? Yeah, and I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, at some point in time, they were going to have to do it. So I, I was surprised in the moment, but I guess if you – Go back and look at some point in time they were going to have to do that. So why not then? But when, then no, at no, the end it, of the game, but that would have made it seventeen, and then they would have scored another touchdown. Then they made it twenty-four. No? Yeah, they, they, so it was just weird they, to me. And then the Bears, I mean, definitely had opportunities. The interception right before that was just the disgusting. field stick. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, oh yeah, him being in that, like him doing a little shimmy dance and then throwing the interception, it gave me Detroit Lions, and I was like, oh. no, please don't let this be the case. Then they come down and score a tutty, and you're like, no, this isn't happening. And it's, it, did, it didn't, which yeah. is good. But would you say it was more because Arizona just sucked and was void of talent or because the Bears, like, put their foot down and, and stood ten toes? Well, I mean, eventually they did. Yeah, the interception was bad. I thought Justin Fields didn't – you know, maybe we'll hear it later on. He did a good job of explaining what happened. It was the first question that was asked to him in the press conference. I will say that the – that they finally did get their acts together when they had the, the put-away field goal for Cairo Santos, the, the third and four, which turned into a seven-yard pass to DJ Moore, who was essentially in this game, he he was a decoy. I mean, to, you know, oh, that's I the he looked he all, every bit of it. <laughs> totally. Like, and the fact that he that he was game for that particular play to eventually get the Bears into to field goal range, that was big. But the yeah, there, there's just too many things that go badly in the fourth quarter, and it's the same stuff time after time after time. Um, and you know whether you support Justin Fields and this Bears offense or not, one thing you can't deny is issues in in the fourth quarter and in crunch time and when it matters. And it was right before, like you said, right before the interception where Justin Fields had had this beautiful run to get them to where they were, and then then the interception is like. Oh man, the good that isn't that a microcosm? Like, here's the good. Here's the Justin Fields doing something relatively spectacular or something really athletic, and then boom, the arm, and he throws it in the end zone, and it's it's picked off. It was the interesting thing. I saw a tweet from Jeremy Layton, and it said, you know, at the end of last season, it was get Justin. No, no, it was at uh, heading into the season. Justin has a receiver now. Justin has a better offensive line. We're going to know by the end of the season if he's our guy or not. And here we are towards the end of the season, and after a game even like this one, you know, the chorus that is loudly ch- chanting is, stay with him because he still needs more. It's, it's you know, and then I, I look to his last couple of games. Girl, you just pointed it out. Against an Arizona team where, you know, probably should have, you know, had some really explosive statistics. You know, Justin Fields in those last two games, 34 for 67. 50% completion. Yeah. 336 yards. I mean, that's just, that's just, it's not great. Yeah. Two well, touchdowns, three interceptions. It's just not great. And, 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 and I guess what, I know we're going to spend a lot of time on this today. And listen, I see it. Justin's big. Justin's strong. Justin got an arm. Justin, you know, could benefit from a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. I just, the, the, I don't know. There's still like a disconnect for me somewhere. And it's not just so easy for me to be like, 
to jump on board with that narrative and ride that wave like everybody else. I see the numbers that that you just gave. Let me just raise you some other I love this. things here. The, this year, overall, Justin Fields, 2,146 passing yards, 26th in the league. Um, touchdowns, 15. That's tied for 20th. Just nine picks this year, tied for 88th. Very good. Very good. Um, QB, 88th? Yeah. Yeah, tied for 88th. So, yeah. Um, Unless I misread that. Um, QBR, 44.7, 22nd in the league. Um, And then just one other here. I mean, we could do numbers all day, but I'm leading up to something here. 2022, he had 149.5 yards per game on average. This year, better. 2023, 195.1. All of this to say, and you could use these numbers any way you want, those numbers are replaceable. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I understand there's an intangible, and I, I'm not giving the running statistics. I mean, he's, I think he's a- averaging about 50 rushing yards per game okay. this year, and we know what he's capable with his legs, and I know he's capable of the spectacular. But you have to, if you look at that, there's two things you have to be able to say. Yes, those, those passing numbers are certainly replaceable, um, and do the coaches see it that way as well? Like, it, are, are those numbers replaceable in the long term? And do they project that they can get better like than that? Yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's funny because I, I, all, all weekend long, I just was trying to put myself in the shoes of Ryan Poles. And even during the game, I was like, if I'm Poles up in a suite and I'm watching this, am I saying, you know, my job is to make this team better at every position, every coaching position as well. Do I look at this quarterback – Justin Fields and say to myself, I can, I can, I can get something better for us. Or do I, am I saying, Oh, this is, this guy's great. And I'm riding with this guy. Like, I don't know. It's hard for me to think of polls saying the latter. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's got to project though. And I don't, maybe, maybe it's not as difficult of a job as we think it is. Cause I was like, I say, well, I don't know. What, what do you do in this case? Do you, you keep him for another year? At least do you pick up that option? Like you did for Mitch Trubisky. Is he actually worse than Mitch Trubisky? Cause so, don't you, don't, don't you want to keep your job Grody? And so I'm thinking if I want to keep my job, do I go with, do I go with someone where there's uncertainty and then I'm definitely losing my job if he doesn't play well. Or am I going with buying myself a little bit more time? Because that's ultimately what drafting a quarterback does for you. It, get, it buys oh, you a yeah. couple more years on the job. Resets the clock. Yeah, for you personally. And you get to say, well, let me see this thing out. Let me get the coach or let me, you know, whatever that might be. I, gosh, I wish I could just know what Flus was thinking in, like deep down inside. Like, I wish I could have a real conversation and be like, bro, tell me the truth. Yeah. Justin feels yay or nay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like? No. Yeah, I mean, because he is talking to polls, and but he's also fearful for his own job. What's that? And so is he saying, "Hey, man, you know how it is. Sometimes when you keep trying to keep your own job, you throw your anybody under the bus." He'd be like, "Yo, bro, I got to be honest. This is not the dude. Give me, I, I, I got these men playing at a high level. Give me a quarterback, and I promise I can take you to the prom." Exactly, yeah. and and for all. And, this is another thing. We don't know what Poles' evaluation is, say, of Caleb Williams. He may be in love with him. He may be, because we know that there's a lot of scouts and GMs who, oh who have All said, year long. I've yeah, been watching those two for the Bears. Who have said the 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 season be damned. You know, Caleb Williams has not had a spectacular season. We know that. But it seems like most evaluators have looked past that. 
and have said, no, this is the guy. This guy can, he's already ahead of, way ahead of where Justin Fields was when he came out yeah. of Ohio State. So let me ask you this. Oh, I love this. Do love you, this. do you want, because I know people who don't, do you want the Bears to have the number one overall pick? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. Of course. Um, okay. I don't know. Well, what's the alternative? Well, number three. Yeah. So that they don't just, have to. So they don't have to fight with anybody so about whether or not they should draft a quarterback. Exactly. That's so a coward's way. With that's that, a coward's I, way out. I completely agree. I was having a heart attack watching the Carolina game. We were we were kind of gathered around yeah. the computer at Soldier Field on Christmas Eve, watching Carolina and a terrible throw by Bryce Young down the middle, and they run out of time before because they 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 had a game tying field goal set up in that game. They should have at least tied the game, but it was a terrible decision. Bryce Young's definitely getting better week in and week out. Like yeah. Looking I mean, at his stats and like limiting the turnovers and just get, gotta get a little bit of talent around. I think if there's one thing that I've learned over the last couple of seasons is, you know, the argument for Justin Fields not having talent around him should have been louder. Right? I mean, we were leaning on that. People were mentioning it, but it wasn't as loud as it should have been. And we see a lot of teams, whether it's Jake Browning losing you know, uh, uh Jamar Chase and having a poor performance this weekend. If it's if it's Gardner Minshew not having Michael Pittman Jr. over the weekend, when guys lose their top talent, top tier wide receiver, they don't play as well as. And I think again, it's something that was said, but I don't think it was leaned on enough. So to to have other weapons, yeah, better weapons. How important it is. Well, I mean, we saw that in this game. DJ Moore was. I, I was shocked that DJ Moore came back into the game. As a matter of yeah. fact, I was tweeting. There's no because one of the tells I know from working the sidelines the last five years. One of the tells that I always had that I knew a player like no matter what designation they gave him that I knew they weren't going back. They sit down on the bench. They don't have their helmet. That's easy. But then the other part is is players start to come up to the guy mm. and they shake their hand. They give him the shake. You know, like I when I when I first started doing sideline, I thought oh, okay they're just being encouraging. I was like oh no that's a bunch of guys basically it's a funeral line saying like that's it and that's what was going on dj moore was sitting on the bench all by himself helmet nowhere near him play i'm watching from up in the press box watching players come up to him shaking their hands and then and i'm even tweeting i'm like yeah well that's a tell right there i can't say i'm literally like you can go back in the game i didn't delete anything (laughs) it's It's all my twitter timeline right now and then he comes back into the damn game so i actually want to play some dj Moore because i i i got the microphone right in front of dj moore in the post game to ask him about all those things because he made my prediction look bad. So I had to ask him how the hell he came back into the game. Let's make that happen. DJ Moore audio on the other side. Why did he feel like he needed to come back in? I will play that for you after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.